This is a local a local town for local people. Yes, we don't want any of you Sheffield outsiders in our town. You're more southern than me, Mike. Come on. <laughs> Eastern. I confuse people. Let's get this show on the road, right. young Michael. Welcome to the Charity Football Weekly Podcast. Chances are someone's going to swear at some point. The, the chances are correct, Mike. Someone will swear at some point. The question is, who's it going to be? Uh, I think <sighs> that one's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> Am I, I the favourite? Had to do swearing for you last week. Very funny. He was out of practice. It's not the same, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I swear enough for the three of us, but yes. <clears throat> No swearing yet, though. Just for you. No, done well. I can actually see the tension in your face as you... It's it's almost like you're trying to repress a Tourette's tick. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. But I'm, I'm storing them up. So there's some there's some stuff coming up. And you'll see why I'm well, storing but, it I, up. I believe you've got an education session after us. So uh, are you storing it up for that instead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, there's, there's something that that piqued my interest in the charity football world and I think you'll see it's deserving of one or two swear words. So so wow. I have to wait wait for the news to find out, guys. Wait for the news. Wow. What are you drinking this week, boys? Michael? Well, this week I have out of my um batch of birthday beers, which I'm only just really kicking into at the moment, I have a rather nice um, McEwen's Champion award winning premium beer. It's a strong oh, one, that one, isn't it? 7.3. The is yeah. nice. Ooh. This stripping be... something off your insides, well, that is, it's, uh, this pod progresses. I won't be driving anywhere after this. <laughs> what have you got, young Ian? Green tea. Looking after his body, this lad. No, it's just because I'm, I'm educated after. <laughs> I thought I'd best be on my best behaviour. And he needs something to swear at. What better than green tea? <laughs> I like green tea. I thought what have you got there, say, Phil? Something like green tea. I've got um, a personal favourite. It's from a Bradfield brewery in Sheffield. It's a farmer's bond. Oh, very nice. Which would have been very topical, mm. but we'll discuss that later. Have you got a beer fat for us, Mike? Beer facts. At the Wife Carrying Championships in Finland, first prize is the wife's weight in beer. Beer facts. So that's a uh, awesome. a prize that gets better as the challenge gets tougher. There's a joke in there, but I'm not going to do it on the off chance any of our wives listen to the podcast. None of our wives listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm still not going to do the joke. I think it's wise. This is the sort of thing that ends up on the internet. Well, the current Mrs. Russell may it. end up being the ex-Mrs. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what have you learned from watching football this week? Um, I've learned that San Marino play like the Battling Fat Lads. Ooh, Full of spirit, <laughs> but a bit lacking in technique. They, uh, yeah. We, we had a chant when we first started, which is, are you salvo in disguise? And I was singing that at the TV <laughs> as I was watching San Marino perform. Salvo, for those who don't know, and that is pretty much everybody, is when Phil first invited me to play a game of football not that many years ago, it was a local side playing in a local sort of league 
uh, although it was an FA recognised league and the team's name was Salvo and it was consistently appalling in its performances. So, yes, we did have the nice. Hungarian Messi, though. We did have the Hungarian Messi. And and thanks it to Salvo, messy. I have an FA recognised goal scoring record because I managed to fluke one goal in that entire run. I did want to start a new feature with you this evening, Ian. It, it we're going to be called Referee Watch because mm-hmm. I, I just wondered if you'd noticed any refereeing performances over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> any um, springing to mind? I mean, there's a couple that spring to mind, to be fair. Um, you know, it's the life of a referee, isn't it? To, you know, to be caught in the middle of two teams and, and have to make those tough decisions. Um, and coming for some stick. Um, but when it's very obvious to the 22 players that the decision was incorrect, you know, the, your job gets a lot harder. Um, but it's not in particular that I can think of. No name rolling off the end of the band. You know, it's a tough job. It takes a brave man to do it or an idiot. Um, so, you know, hats off to all the, uh, all the, all the referees out there who it's consistently in- make the right decisions. Yeah, I was going to say, in defence of the referees, it very much seems to be one of those cases where when you get everything right, nobody notices, but you get one thing wrong, and that's all they'll ever talk about. I mean, that's true. Getting one thing wrong, yeah, and they will talk about it. When you get everything wrong, you know, you're setting yourself up for all kinds of trouble, I think. So, uh, <laughs> to let I, everyone I think... know what the heck we're talking about, um, <clears throat> the Battling Fat Lads did have a charity football match against the AFC Yorkies. And unfortunately, we didn't have one, but we had two referees drop out last minute. And uh, Mike, you you stepped up to referee the job that nobody wants. Um, I was told afterwards that a lot of people who start refereeing start with like kids teams, small fiver sides, and they kind of build their way up into bigger and bigger until eventually they are refereeing adults 11 aside stuff. That was my first ever refereeing and 11 aside adults charity football match so in fairness i know i got lots of things wrong but i did know which end of the whistle to blow so as far as i was concerned <laughs> it was a sterling performance and you can't fault it yes we, we all I'm, certainly I'm, heard the, the hilarious whistle. yeah the hilarious thing is i've actually got more refereeing experience than mike <laughs> <laughs> well, refereeing correcting under sevens me. and under eights under sevens and under eights kids football well no i did try and correct you but you didn't listen to me because i was playing (laughs) and your decisions were entirely without any form of bias whatsoever no no i I was looking look i was looking out for you i was like i want you to make the right decisions and unfortunately and you know in those cases the right decisions were always going the opposite way to what i wanted you know so i'm not saying always you know Oh, pretty much always, yeah, pretty much 100% of the time, actually. <laughs> to be fair, we did dispatch a linesman to help you out. Unfortunately, it was linesman singular. Yes, yeah, yeah. at one end of the pitch. Um, but he was he was very good, he was very good, and he made sure that even though he was a former Battling Fat Lads player himself, his decisions were entirely based on what was happening on the pitch. And That's... that's... But Mike, that's because he was only watching the offside from Yorkies and not us. <laughs> In the first half, true. I'm 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 99% certain that in the second half, 
he didn't bother. <laughs> he did, but he came out with wonderful lines like, well, he was offside, but he got back onside before playing the ball, oh, which was, it's it's a great line. I love that one. That's a, yes, this decision is going in our favour, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, well, Mike, well done, Mike, mate. Well done. Just before, just before we move along, would you just like to describe your uh, Fergie time that you added as well? Fergie time? Well, yeah, I've always been a great big fan of the Black Eyed Peas. Um, Will I Am's got a lot going for him, but I appreciate the added value that Fergie gives to the group, and so I thought I'd give an extra couple of minutes in her honour. Marvellous. <laughs> to be fair, at the end of the game, after everyone's emotions had calmed down, um, I did hear a lot of good things about you, Mike, on the way out. So something you don't normally hear at the end of a game, people saying nice things about a referee. So you, you didn't only just win over their minds, you won over their hearts at the end of the game. So well done and thank you for stepping up because if you weren't there, there would have been no game and there would have been no £500 raised for Royal British Legion. So Yeah, and I mean, I, the kindest thing anyone said to me was that was the best game of football that I personally had ever refereed. And therefore, I should quit while I'm ahead. And I thought, yeah, that's fair. I'm happy with that. I'll take their advice. Irrefutable logic, isn't it? I I disagree, Mike. I personally think now that you've found your passion for refereeing, that you should pursue it actively. The opposition weren't very happy when they found out after the game, when we went back to the pub, that I actually wear glasses when I'm not on the pitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look. Me and Phil, we can club together. We can get, we can treat you to a full referee kit. Oh yes. Is that the one with the black and white stripes on the front and the bullseye target on the back? Getting <laughs> <laughs> uh, some Richie Blinker specs as well, to, uh, <laughs> so he's got no excuse. <laughs> no, I think I think we should get him the Scottish one because Scottish referees are hilariously sponsored by Specsavers. It's awful, isn't it? Who signed that deal off? I think the worst part is when all three of us take our glasses off and if we left them on the table, we wouldn't know who's for who's. We've all got the same frame as well, haven't we? That's a bit of a problem. But anyway, swiftly moving on. Ian, two questions. Have you got anything in your mailbag? And what have you learnt from watching charity football this week? Break that down however you want. Well, um, there's quite a few bits and pieces that have been happening and people... And I'm very appreciative of actually sent stuff into us. Um, so I'll start with, if it's all right with you guys, uh, a match report from Mush. Um, and I'll read it out. Is it okay. a 40-second so match report? It doesn't say, it just says, uh, hey, lads, hope all is well. Here is a report from our game. It doesn't specify length. Would you like me to save that one? I'll save that one. Okay. In the news, in charity football news, D-Rangers. Remembrance Day is observed. It's done. And now their efforts are going to turn to the D-Memory Walk in aid of the Alzheimer's Society. Looking forward to that. Our new friends at Football for Food Banks sent us this, that they have a total, which is unbelievable, by the way, this number, of 210 opportunities to play football this week across all their divisions. And what I love is the way it works is you don't pay to play with money, you pay with a donation for a food bank. So if you think that's 210 chances to play, how much stuff, physical, meaningful things that will make a real difference have they done 
just by playing football is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, they're one of my favourite football charities, I would say, hands down, because they've taken what we do and they've turned it into, well, you know, let's physically do something, let's take something physical, and it's a huge amount they do. Um, so, well, well done. Well done to Football for Food Banks. Um, we have got St. Pauli on Sea, uh, named after the St. Pauli of Germany. However, they play in Southend on Sea, uh, which Twitter tells me is in Essex. Didn't know that. Uh, and they'll be welcoming. The hell? This is pretty impressive. Some Irish football fans. They're called FC Seagulls. I don't know why. Um, to raise money for Little Heroes, which is a, a, an autism support group, which I think is really good. Um, yeah, so it's all, you know, on the whole, on the whole, Phil, it's been positive, I would say. Happening? Your mailbag is full. There's some amazing well, stuff going on. Well, let me just dip into my mailbag for something else good. Ooh. In fact, no, in fact, no, no. I'm going to save that because I want to finish on good news. There is something that has shocked me to my very core. So, you know, we played charity football, right? We played against Yorkies. We had one of our players bloody refing. We had one of our players bloody running line for half the pitch. And yet, it gets a bit feisty because it's football. After the game, dumb, whatever, you move on. You know, you're there to play football. It can get a bit physical and stuff, but, you know, football that's what happens but ultimately you're there for the same reason you treat each other with respect and dignity and you know you look after somebody if you tackle them and they hurt themselves go make sure they're okay you know that's the vibe that we like to play in because ultimately charity is the real winner well <clears throat> a game against cam 84 fc cam fc uh, playing the rainbow toffees uh, and that was to raise funds for the Royal British Legion, like we and we and Yorkies did. Uh, had to be cancelled, had to be stopped mid-game because of some behaviour from supporters. And you know, I'm just gonna, I'm going to read. I think I deserve to read the statement out for this, and then you can understand why it's just awful. So, uh, Rainbow Toffees are extremely disappointed and saddened to have received several complaints from spectators and players at today's charity football match. They witnessed homophobic chants from several children attending with their parents in support of the opposite team. They could be heard by adults around them, yet their behaviour went unchallenged. Um, they go on to say that they're very sorry to those players and spectators who experience this, given that the clear mission of Rainbow Toffees is to tackle homophobia in football. Uh, this highlights, you know, they say this is exactly why we do what we do and why other um, LGBTQ football organisations are so vital. And they brought it to the attention of the other team, MFC, uh, and they've come out and basically said they're really shocked and disappointed with the outcome. Um, they've played in numerous charity events. All the matches played in the correct spirit and attitude. Um, that includes the um, spectators. Uh, they said, yesterday we found ourselves in a very unsettling situation of a game being abandoned, not only for player safety, but also the constant and at times direct abuse levelled at both our player 
spectators and the volunteer ref. Cam FC are very proud to be a community team open to all and take very seriously this statement made by the Rainbow Toffees. Um, it's disgusting, isn't it? It's a charity football game. It's just so sad, isn't it? Um, I just can't believe it's it. One of, it's charity football. I mean, they're lucky to bloody... We never get spectators, right? They've actually got people gone to watch that match. Now, none of us were there, and it is a kind of... It, it's kind of a case of, well, they're saying one thing and then the other team are saying they, they didn't specify, the CAM FC statement didn't actually specify, you know, who it was just players, supporters and the volunteer ref didn't say where from. Um, I think, you know, ultimately, if that's the complaint made by Rainbow's topic, they need to take it incredibly seriously and they need to, you know, sort out any issues that occurred there and they need to do it quickly and they need to come down really firmly because in professional football, if you have if your club has a reputation like that, think of Millwall, you know, they've got a reputation, don't they, for being um a very aggressive support that just wants to fight. If you get a reputation like that in charity football that you have spectators there chanting homophobic chants to a team that was formed to support and end discrimination in football or homophobia, you're not going to get many games, are you? And it just, it, it, I think it needs to be sorted. I really, really hope that Cam FC um, do fully investigate it as best they can. I hope they sincerely apologise to Rainbow Toffees and I hope that this is the last time we hear of something like this in charity football because it ruins it for everybody. And, and, you know, you feel for those players that had to deal with the, the, and, and the spectators that were there supporting them. And they had to deal with with an abuse of that sort when it is against everything that they stand for. I think um, they must have been shocked as well because you were playing a charity game. You just would not have, ex- well, you don't expect that behaviour anyway in society, dear. But to have it on a charity <laughs> football game, it's unbelievable. There's no place for it. No place for homophobic language in football or society. It's damaging. It's hurtful. And what if those players never want to step out onto a pitch again? Because exactly. next time we play, they're going to have to be brave after what they experienced last time. It's not fair. I mean, it kind of brings it into focus. There's one current male professional footballer that has openly said he's gay. And he plays in Australia in the A-League. Now, statistics will say there is more and you can only assume that they you know they don't want to truly be themselves because of the fear of abuse and hate that they'll get when they're playing football now if we can't even have charity football games that don't have stuff like that going on what the hell chance do we have of educating people and i hate that educating people people should be educated now you know, it's 2021. Michael, you've raised your hand. Do you know what this reminds me of? Because we've spoken like this before and we've talked about racism on the pitch. And it's almost like some people just use football as a way of just venting at others. And they want to be divisive and they want to be aggressive and they want to make belittle others. They want to try and make themselves better. And what really is sticking in the back of my throat with this story is the fact that this was supposed to be coming from kids on the pitch side and there were spectators present and nobody called them out on it 
just nobody called them out on it and it shouldn't matter that they were kids even if you hear stuff like this and your pitch side why aren't you saying something because if you're just being quiet about it then you're just giving them tacit approval to carry on and when people start standing up in front of them and going no this is not right this isn't welcome here until people start calling it out and it doesn't have to be the club it doesn't have to be the ref on the pitch it doesn't have to be the players it can be anybody at that game they just need to call it out face these people down and say that attitude just isn't wanted here you might be a perfectly nice person but there's no way that attitude can stand right here so ship up or ship ship out i don't care and we've really got to start calling it out i think it's everybody's responsibility you know we're all living in society now where you know we've moved on a lot if you think about the level of abuse and vitriol directed towards people because of the colour of the skin or their sexual orientation or disabilities or anything we've moved on from that and it's everybody's responsibility and not just at football games wherever you are in life but you know to step up and say no that's not on me so I think you know I hope I hope this is the last time we ever hear anything like this, particularly in charity football, because we are better than that. We're doing it to raise money for charities. And a lot of the charities people support are for, you know, causes that are really personal to them, whether it be like the Rainbow Toffees ending this discrimination and homophobia or raising money for the Royal British Legion or raising money for a local special school or Andy's Man Club. And I think... We, in order to say that you know we deserve to be raising money for those charities, I think we need to sort. Well, I hope it doesn't happen again. Basically, so that's that's why I didn't swear because uh, I was I was suitably wound up. I was suitably wound up for uh, for that moment. However, didn't want to finish on something like that. I wanted to finish on some good news. So Wanderers FC. This Christmas, they're asking Wanderers fans to help raise a thousand pounds for the Camzone. The club's, the, I love this. The club will donate two hundred pounds from players' subs, and they've got incentives to help smash. They want, to, they don't just want to hit the target. They want to smash it over the next forty-five days. So, Wanderers AFC on Twitter, they are going to be chucking out. Little little ditties, I think, over the next 45 days to encourage you to donate. I have no idea what they are. I want to know what they are. Um, but check them out because it's it's why we do what we do, isn't it? It's why we do what we do. Um, so I thought I'd end on something positive going forward. And hopefully in 45 days' time, we'll know how much they've raised and I've got no doubt they will absolutely blow past that target and make a huge difference uh, for the cam zone. Brilliant stuff. Um, Wanderers FC, um, they are a Phoenix club of the original Wanderers FC who won the FA Cup five times. Wow. Oh, wow. They were first formed in 1859 in Leytonstone. So there you go. Wanderers FC. Do we have a 40-second match report, Mr Mackey? Oh, Christ, hang on. I need to find it. Right, this is the thing that I alluded to earlier. This is, this is the thing that I alluded to earlier. Mike, okay. start the clock. Wait, tell me when you're going to say go. 
It's not down to me to measure the 40 seconds. It's a 40 second match report. Okay, well, you know, this is 40 seconds. In three, two, one. 40 second match report. Mush United one, full time on Cancer three. Yesterday, we travelled over to Oldham to take on the newly formed opponents, full time on Cancer FC. The hosts organised a fantastic venue for the occasion, which is usually occupied by Avro FC. What was, what was a very entertaining end-to-end game, it was our opponents who got the victory. Missed opportunities from both sides could have given the game a different outcome. The overall winner was charity and £160 donated from our lads to the Joshua Tree Foundation. Credit to Sean and his team who were top-notch and we look forward to a rematch in the future. 40 second match report. That's awesome. 40 seconds-ish. Well, we'll, we'll find, find out. out when the full-time whistle comes. We know how Mike enjoys his whistle. Oh, yes. So, boys, it's a little tiny bit different this week. Unfortunately, we did have a guest, Victoria Wood, Vic, from her game too. Um, she's not feeling very well this evening. So, we're doing something a little bit different. So, we've had a substitution. It's a big day on Friday in the world of football shirts. Jamie and Tanya are going to do a more virtual interview with us, which you will hear. So you'll hear our very own Ian asking them some questions. He's going to mackie them and um, you'll see you'll hear their replies. Unfortunately, we won't be able to interact with them because we're all unavailable to record on the same day. But please enjoy us guys kind of interviewing football shirts for charity. Ian. Awesome. Welcome back to the pod, guys. Um, love the shirts, by the way. What teams are they again? Hi, guys. I'm wearing the Notts County 1991 home shirt by a match winner. And I'm wearing the Juventus home shirt from 2018 by Adidas. Fantastic. Um, so, obviously, you guys have answered all the, the kind of big, hard-hitting questions that we usually ask the guests. So, we won't put you through that pain again. Um, so really, we just kind of want to know what you guys have been up to since we last spoke, which which feels like years ago. I know you've both been incredibly busy. Um, so if you could just kind of fill us in, fill in our, our listeners and all the amazing stuff that you've been doing. Uh, we've been really busy adding football shirts to the shop at footballshirtsfc.co.uk and launching Young Kitsters. Um, it's a brand new branch of the shop which is aimed at the next generation we really want to encourage and promote the next generation to enjoy shirts as much as we do. Thanks, guys. You guys have been busy, and that sounds absolutely amazing. And we can't wait to find out more about the interesting things that you're going to be doing in the future. Speaking of the future, though, um, as Phil alluded to, this Friday is a big day in the world of charity football. Football shirt Friday. Um and I don't want to spoil it or anything, but can you just tell us what Football Shirt Friday is, if anything particularly inspired you with it, um, and then what you're kind of hoping to do with it? Football Shirt Friday is an annual fundraising day for the Bobby Moore Fund where people wear a football shirt, share a photo, and if they can, donate. It's aimed to raise awareness of how we can make small lifestyle changes to help prevent cancer. And we think these are really important for people to understand and get involved in. 
The money also helps make medical research for even better treatments and improve survival rates. It's also, quite gratefully, an opportunity for everyone to enjoy talking shirts, which clearly we love. Guys, that sounds unbelievable. Um, you know, it, it's really exciting. I'm sure the three of us will get involved as well. I know Mike wants to get his 88 um, out again on a shirt. Um, unfortunately, the pod is going to come out after the event. Um, so our publicity for this will be limited in kind of our chat form. But is there anything that you guys want to say to everybody, young and old, um, that that has and hopefully in the next couple of days before it happens will participate in it. Is there anything you want to say to them, guys? Uh, yeah, we'd like to say that the there is still time to pop on a shirt and share a photo, and if you can donate and um, look out for what else we're up to on our website at footballshirtsfc.co.uk with new shirts being regularly added, ideal for your Christmas shopping. Um, we've got exciting plans coming for the new year too at Football Shirts for Charity to help raise money for our great causes. Completely echo those sentiments. Brilliantly said. Fantastically well spoken as usual. An absolute pleasure to sort of speak to you both in a really weird roundabout way again. Um, hopefully next time we can, you know, be on the same call at the same time. <laughs> um but we really appreciate the time that you've given us. Again, um, you know, you do amazing work, you do fantastic work, the differences that you're making to the charities you support and, you know, on a bigger level, the individuals that those charities support is huge. Um, so on behalf of the three of us, on behalf of all all our listeners and, and anybody really that, that's ever had the pleasure to, to work with you on on your initiatives you know well done and and thank you for everything you've done thank you so much for having us on the pod yeah take care thanks a lot guys it was great to hear from him again won't it just do you know the next time we're gonna hopefully get them on ian you'll be wearing a little santa is it hat. the christmas special yes i won't you will be no. wearing a little you'll be wearing a little santa hat with your little tenant's christmas tree behind you uh, i think you know I might put a Christmas jumper on, but I am wearing a stupid hat. Damn it. I'm still in Grinch mode. Still in Grinch mode. Grinch for a Christmas hat. Just... I might. Uh, yeah, the Grinch was also a big green monster that lived on a hill with his dog. And at last time I checked... You have a dog. I'm not a big green monster on a hill with his dog. I'll tell you what we'll know, do. But I'm not green. Just green on the inside for my beloved Hibs. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get him back round to my house. Oh, we'll God. get him drunk again. And then we'll get him wearing his Santa hat. Mike, should we do Christmas party live from your conservatory? Ooh, that, that not. might no. not end well. It won't. <laughs> Last one. Didn't. End, one of us will. One of us will end up being arrested for saying something really inappropriate. That might. I'm not doing anything live. I think that is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, ending the night with one of you two stealing my neighbour's wheelbarrow so that you can get your friend home at the end of the evening is probably not the way to go. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not going to I think I walked double the steps home last time because for every step I took forward, I felt like I was taking one backwards as well. It took me ages. Any two steps forward, I took one step backwards. Sorry, that makes more sense. I know time is limited. Quick fire question. Ian, do you know what football shirt you'll be wearing on Friday? I'll be heads. Mike? 
Have you got your football shirt ready? I will be wearing my highly unique, really individual FSFC number 88 shirt that was made especially for me. Wow. Love it. I still haven't decided. I think uh, I might have to pick. I, I, if you go back on Jamie and Tanya's um, Twitter page, you'll find the hashtag uh, football shirt Sundays. And I'm going to pick. I, I had a trilogy. So I'm going to pick one of the shirts from the trilogy that I did with them. So that's what I'm going to pick. Why don't you do three photos of the trilogy? <sighs> yes. There you go. Jobs are good. Ian, do we have a hero of the week? Um, yeah, we do, actually. Um, I've ummed and ahed a little bit. So I was going to go for Scotland um, because they beat Denmark and then got a home playoff. And then I realised that's not really in the spirit of, of what this podcast is about. This, you know, hero of the week... Um, we've had people like Marcus Rashford and stuff on. Um, we're not on, but he's been Hero of the Week. Um, but actually, you know, it should be like an unsung hero, really, that doesn't get the credit they deserve for, you know, the wonderful work they do to support charities and charity football. So, Hero of the Week this week uh, is actually someone, Phil, quite close to our hearts, really. It's a man that hasn't been playing football for that long hasn't watched football for that long, doesn't actually own a replica kit from any team apart from the charity football team he plays in, the podcast he edits and presents, and the one that got sent to him from a football charity, but with you know minimal experience in the field and knew and knowing he was gonna get stick from twenty two plus grown men who are too passionate about a hobby. Um, he still stepped up and did it. He had the tornado whistle, loudest whistle in the world. Um, you know, and, and he and he made a game of football happen. That as a byproduct of that, five hundred pounds was donated to the Marfield branch of the Royal British Legion. So here of the week this week, there can't be anybody else. It's our own Mike Sullivan. Mike, congratulations. Thank you. That was a, an unexpected honour, which kind of just caps off the whole experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it all worthwhile. There you go. You know, you don't do it for the plaudits, but when you get one, you do it for the plaudits, don't you? That's how it usually works. And but I'm not honestly, it like a fucking like, cow. <laughs> you should. But like, like, I think, God, I think most of the players said it. If you hadn't stepped up and done it, the game wouldn't have gone ahead. Yeah, and true. that £500 wouldn't have gone to charity. Can I just say as well, £500 is the total that we raised. However, one of our players is going to be getting in touch with Barclays who will match fund, sorry, wow. yeah, the uh, the total raised. So it will actually be doubled. Oh, well, then, Mike, you really need to melt the plaudits because without you running around a football pitch Blowing your whistle at random times. Ambling, ambling slowly. Oh, no. Basically, Mike stood on the side of the pitch where the sun wasn't shining, so his (laughs) view was not going to be obstructed. Little did he realise that actually 
the other side of the pitch is fucking miles away. <laughs> so I couldn't <laughs> see anyway. Um, but no, but there you go. That I mean, look at that. You, you put you put yourself out there. You took the the banter, a little bit of abuse, but <laughs> banter mostly. Um, and you you made it happen, and you raised you essentially made it possible for a game of football to raise a thousand pounds. So hats off to you for stepping up and doing that. Hero of the week, Phil. We have an old feature which I think we ought to resurrect. Have you found a nice shirt with a rubbish sponsor? Nice shirt. Rubbish sponsor. Yes, I found lots, but. I'm not going to give you it <laughs> because in the um, charity world in which we are, our friends at Hallam FC have released a charity f- football shirt with local band Reverend and the Makers and all profits for this shirt are going to go to the Sheffield Children's Hospital. So the pre-order you've missed, that's gone and you won't get it in time for Christmas. But if you still get in touch with the club, you can still buy one of these shirts and all these profits will go to Sheffield Children's. So if you're that way inclined, you're a fan of a band or you just love football, it's a cracking looking shirt. I'll redirect you to Hallam's page and have a look at it. Nice shirt! Rubbish sponsor. Awesome. And that's that, boys. That concludes this week slash fortnight's episode. Who knows with Ian Mackey's diary, it could be this month's episode. Uh, <laughs> See you at Christmas. <laughs> Ian, if people want to get in touch with you and fill your mailbag again, because it was glorious to actually be able to talk about charity football, how do they do it? Um, well, I'm having some issues with Twitter just now in that my app just signs me out of everything. Um, so the best way to reach me is um, CFWpod, at CFWpod on Twitter at the minute, um, because Every time I log into more than two accounts, it just sends me out of all of them. So if you want to get in touch with me or, you know, you've got some general charity football news at CFWpod, please. You can also catch us on Instagram, CFW.pod or Facebook. Mike, if they wanted to get in touch with you directly and say, what a great job of refereeing you've done, how would they do it? Well, obviously they'd be lying, but they can send their lies to... At Mike the Relic, R-E-L-I-C. Don't know why you would, but if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's Phil R underscore eight. Get in touch with the pod directly. Please leave us five star reviews. I shall leave the boys to beg. But before that, you can get all our episodes on cfwpod.co.uk. Yep. Oh, just checking. Or your just podcast app of choice. You can even say, hey, Google play the charity football weekly podcast and it will or you can say alexa play the charity football weekly podcast and it will and it will even go so far as to read you out the title of the episode which is some load of old bollocks that i tend to write up as i'm trying to edit the pod together in some form of coherency and suddenly the title that i chose is being read to you by a speaker that could be happening anywhere around the world how weird is that and do you know, boys, you ask for five-star reviews at the end of every episode. Do you know how many five-star reviews we've had since, well, I think it was June 2021? Do tell. None. Zero. Not a thing. What? <laughs> well, thanks um, for your support, no. everyone. <laughs> we've, had f- we've had four 
five star reviews. You're joking. Go on, do tell. And I, and I well. Did you provide uh, three of had, them? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> weekly insight into the charity football world, always including interesting content, lots of laughs, and amazing guests. Uh, and do not miss these boys talking all things charity football because they are always, in capitals, brilliant to listen to. Uh, and then the other two are just ratings, um, as opposed to to a review. And are these like send off Mackie Ian four, Mackie Ian nope. five, as in nope. the digit? No, one of them, <clears throat> one of them signed off uh, T Harding zero zero nine, and the other one signed off Jamie at uh, Football Sharks FC UK. Uh, one of them might have been me, one of the five star reviews, but then there's a mystery of who's done the fourth. It really worked then. <laughs> Come on, boys, yeah. do your best. Let's get them five star reviews. But in all seriousness, Mike, I'm sure you'll agree with me. If those five star reviews, those five star ratings, they will bump us up the lists in the magic podcast algorithm so more people can listen to this, which means the news of charity football gets spread wider and wider um, and that's only a good thing. More people get interested, more people will donate, more money's raised. And that's it. I mean, all we're here to do is to get the word about charity football out there. So give us the five star reviews, help us bump us up the charts, get the spread out there, but also send us the reports on charity football. The matches that are coming up that you want people to attend that you want people to be aware of the reports on those matches to get people involved and getting them engaged we want charity football stuff on this pod that's what we're here for and we want to get it to as many people as we can so send us your news send us your match reports give us those five star reviews and lo and behold this thing will actually become a juggernaut for good oh and if you're going to be if you're going to be homophobic on the uh, football pitch or on the uh, sidelines, fuck off. Perfect. A juggernaut piloted by three idiots. <laughs> Could be better. Yeah, have you ever seen that Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> I know the it's most like annoying sound in the world. It's like three men and a baby without a baby. <laughs> three babies and no men. <laughs> and on that right, note, boys, I'm a... you're going to fly. You're going to have to virtually go. wave. See you later, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.